Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm not going to spend this money in East Tampa in the first place. I can't. I just can't. I can't spend another winter out here in the country. I can't do it. I don't enjoy it. Furthermore, I'm telling you, I can't get my figure back unless I hit New York City. You know, that ice box is too near. I've got to get away from that ice box. Hi, I'm George Chen. And I'm Paco Romaine. And you're listening to Sup Doc, a show where we discuss and dissect documentaries chosen by our guests from the worlds of comedy, film, TV, and more. And today we're covering the all-time classic doc, Grey Gardens, directed by the Maisels Brothers. The Maisels were approached by Jackie Onassis to make a movie about the Bouvier family. During the filming, their camera gravitated to the crumbling Long Island estate known as Grey Gardens, occupied by eccentric relatives, Big and Little Edie. It's a hot mess of codependence, animal feces, American aristocracy in decline, and corn. And our guest to discuss this film is comedian Amber Preston. Amber has appeared on national commercials at festivals like SF Sketchfest, Gilda's Laugh Fest, where she was named Best of the Midwest, and Mark Maron's Five Comedians to Watch list for Vulture. Along with hosting LA comedy shows The Cut and Punchline Punch-Out, she recently released her debut album, Sparkly Parts, on stand-up records. And welcome to Subduck, Amber. Yay, I'm Yay. here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, was that? That's, that's me. You. I'm here. That's me. I, I, I was so caught up in who this wonderful guest is. Oh, my yeah. goodness. You're like, I want her career. <laughs> or it's been so long since I've done live comedy. I was like, oh, God, who are they talking about? Like, uh, it's me. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> Remember when I did travel <laughs> places and talking? And, when did uh, Sparkly Parts come out? Uh, almost, almost a year ago now. It was I April. April 17th because I remember it was this time one year ago that I was like gearing up to do a big live online Zoom show and I was learning how to like my Zoom push out to my Instagram and my YouTube and the Twitter like I I'd learned a lot in like two weeks and then and uh, boy did have I used it so. oh we didn't we didn't put in the show you and Mary do your Instagram oh yeah 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 and yeah and just in the last month I've started an Instagram live uh, show we'll call it uh, where Mary Mac and I just get dressed up and talk on Instagram live and. We'll have a guest, and George has been a guest on the show. And oh, nice! Yeah, so you know, we try to make things happen. <laughs> and I'm glad that I uh, thought of you because we had just talked. I'm like, you should come to the show. And then we were yeah. talking about doing Great Gardens, and I'm just like, let me see if Amber is into Great Gardens. And you're like, uh, oh, am I ever into Great Gardens? <laughs> I I just can't believe I I haven't worked that far back in the Subdoc uh, episodes. I'm working through it that you hadn't done it yet. So I it when you when we talked about me coming on the show, I was trying to think of like, okay, and I looked. Oh, they've done that one. Oh, they've done that one. But I didn't even. 
I didn't even think of Great Gardens because it seems like too yeah. big. I feel so much pressure right now. I, I mean, I'll be I'll be frank. This is the first time I've actually watched Great Gardens, and I've been doing this show for six years, and we've yeah. never actually. I'm like, I've known about it, and I've like seen the memes, and I'm, I, yeah. I'm like. I knew enough about to get the vibe. Like I got like when people say Grey Gardens, they just mean it's a sort of like decaying East Coast vibe. Uh, but I, you know, this is my first time actually getting through the whole film. So uh, well, and I wonder very... if I if it is like that iconic and that or is it just like I loved it so much the first time I saw it that I'm like, oh, doesn't everybody think this? Oh, I think I'm just neg- I was a neglectful uh, doc <laughs> fan for this is like definitely like one of the it's a Criterion Collection doc. It's the Maisel's Brothers. It's like involves like American like b- American aristocracy, like was said. So it just it was definitely an oversight on my part. Uh, Paco, th- uh, you've seen this a couple times or what's your what's your vibe? on This it? is, I think, the fourth time I've seen it. This is the first time I watched it all the way through in one sitting, because <laughs> in the past I've had to take breaks and, yeah. Yeah. you know, go clean my room, you know, <laughs> maybe take a shower, call my grandma, check up, yeah. you know, oh. stop eating. I was eating. We started eating dinner last night, like, you know, in the living room, sit eating off of our coffee table on oh, our couch. No. And we both, my husband and I were like, oh, maybe we should do you have- eat the, the table again. This seems bad. <laughs> do, you have cat- do you have any cats? Amber? No, no. I, but the, when I, the first time I saw this, I was living with a roommate of mine who I adore, but she loves cats. Like one day a third cat just showed up <laughs> without my knowledge. Like, so I, the first time I saw it, I was definitely like, oh, and we were very, cra- like we loved crafts or living was full of crafting <laughs> materials and cats. And I was like, oh, oh no, oh no, no. <laughs> This is this is a bit much, and and I was younger and fancied myself like, oh, I'm gonna wear, and I loved Sex in the City, you know. So I was I was like, I'm gonna wear a, I'm gonna wear a ridiculous brooch in a weird spot. I I'm very cool, and I wasn't wasn't cool. Yeah, and it's pr- it's pretty. Um, is the word amazing right? It's kind of amazing to find amazing. out like after. After this, that little lady became like a fashion icon. Yeah, I mean, watching it now as an adult, you you think that, the, or I thought that the first time again, it was like, oh, how how creative. But she really, the things she was doing, and you're like, you're like, oh, that's clearly a towel. But the way she carries herself, <laughs> right. it's a towel tied with a bit of twine that for sure has cat piss on it. For <laughs> yeah. sure, first, yes. is soaked in cat piss, yeah. and, and and she just carries herself <laughs> with such poise, and and it's like obviously uh, yeah. this is glamour. Like I think that's you know that's part of it is the way that little Edie just she walks with such grace and like and is still so proper in that posture and like moves like someone who has the up bringing she did so it uh yes fashion icon all the way it's not the clothes it's the intent right yeah Is that the, yeah i think so and and some of it i would absolutely wear like <laughs> maybe i would like there's a sweater vest she wears a few times as a sweater vest and then as hair and um i was like oh i would wear that not as hair <laughs> but i would wear i would wear that you would you wear know? it as a sweater vest yeah the, uh, do you have uh, there's some like the, <laughs> i know where to, so start, hard where to start? Yeah, well, it's, and like, it's also the perfect COVID. Like, I'll just say that right out of the gate. It oh. is the per- like revisiting this after a year oh. of safety in place. Uh, there's a line, a quote, like at one point, little Edie says, "There's a, it's a it's hard to find the line between the past and the present." She just she says something to that effect, mm-hmm. and sitting in her living room, 
alone <laughs> again, say, you know, sheltering in place one year into this truly 365 days from my last live stand-up show, watching this show, this film about these two women, they're living in the past, but also little lady's talking about moving. She wants to get, you know, she's also thinking about her future, but stuck in this decaying house. I was like, oh, this is too real. <laughs> too real. And like the fragile relationship between daughter and mother, you know, yeah. like mm -hmm. that, that's a very interesting, I think to like my sister and my mom and how they interact, which is very close to big and little Edie, oh, which really? is a lot of love, Yeah, but also like, I just want as much distance from you. My sister and my mom live five minutes from each other in oh, Kalamazoo, wow. oh, so it's they uh, they in see each other a lot. Small community, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, this is watch rewatching it this time too was the first time I was emotionally like uh, I didn't I like I teared up towards the end, uh, which we can get into. But uh, there was just a couple parts where I heard things I hadn't heard before, like oh snap, Mama Edie, Big Edie, you trapped that girl, and then oh no, you know, just like a few different things. I was like, oh, this is sad in a way I hadn't realized before. Oh, really? Like <laughs> yeah. having a little more perspective now and kind of looking back and... Yeah. And like, where, what is that fine line of taking care of your family, yeah. taking care of your mom, but also it, it does feel like she just, there's a, I don't know what Big Edie said at some point, but it was like, well, then I'd be all alone. It's like, well, that, yeah, but you weren't for so long. <laughs> so right. what, at what point does Little Edie get to go off and do her thing? So there's just some things that connected in different ways for me this time. I was, I was very concerned at one point. My mom was like living in a over 55 community in Nevada. And she was like, well, you, you can move here when you're 55 and you can live in the, you can live with me and you can take care of me. And I was like, I, I do want you to be taken care of. I don't want to live in Henderson, Nevada. Right. Like, there are many. There are many things where, like, sometimes, like, a mom will just assume things that are. This is what's good for you. Like, even yeah. lately, like, she's been sending like a lot of videos about like COVID stuff and like weird exercises and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm really yeah. glad that she's with. Uh, she's remarried and with someone now and things are. Yeah, I'm not. It's not on my, you know, daily to do take care of take care of mom. Such, uh, yeah. <laughs> but also but my sister. Oh, uh, my sister lived with my mom mm. uh, for a while, like in her twenties. So that that was a real bizarro time period. Yeah, like they, they they had a lot of, especially when she was like trying to date and stuff, and then like like her boyfriend would come over, and my mom would like corner him and like needle him and stuff. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, like a lot of yeah. a lot of like well, yeah, the mom's very involved in like choosing the mate. It seems yeah. like, which sounds protective, but then sometimes you're like, oh, but but we could let her make some mistakes. I mean, she clearly she had, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's that that comment about the married man, and mm -hmm. I, I yeah, I just I, you want to know so much more, but I also don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wonder, like, what's what is the like? I, I know there's like a bunch of different compelling threads to Great Gardens, but like, what what is the what is it? What is it that makes this so iconoclastic? Because you can, it, it is, and you can mm -hmm. tell it's genius, and the the participants, little big and little, um, were willing. They weren't yeah. shy, you know. For sure. But, like, I feel and like they weren't you, embarrassed. They were not. 
they had their guests over. I can't. I don't know who they were. Nobody like knows. Those, like they came over for the birthday, and yeah. they're not embarrassed at all about no. the holes in the wall and the cat piss ever. They're not in, like. There's no shame, uh, and they come from this grandiose, rich, you know, old money. And they're that's I think fascinating. Number one, that they're not embarrassed so at all. Fascinating. Um, and where I think now in our we're so used to seeing. Uh, reading every little thing. Like there was not, no text on the screen at any point except for newspaper clippings. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, we're so used to seeing like, oh, this is Bob and Jane, the neighbors. Uh, this is so-and-so. <laughs> uh, yeah. And this house was built in this date in 1970, whatever. There, with seeing other information, we had nothing to observe except these people and their home. And yeah. that's it. No history, no, no nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. No no lower third anything. Yeah. There was no text. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. I, that's why I love this time period of documentary filmmaking. You get no information. Yeah. It's just like at one point they're like, you set the house on fire. Like, no, you did. And then you're like, what? So I guess the house was on fire, I guess. Right. At some point. And they, they mentioned the beginning, there's the newspaper clippings, like how they had cleaned up maybe like four or five years before this, I think is when Jackie Kennedy came in and cleaned up, but you don't really get a sense of how much cleanup. Right. What and the hell? And Jackie's just like sweeping up cat poop. She's like, I was the first lady, you know, <laughs> like, can, <laughs> like, uh, can someone else? Sister, yeah. Uh, yeah. Whose name? Yeah. She's a pretty centralist. Oh, there, there's a, did anyone watch the movie that is the footage that the Maisel shot earlier? Uh, it came out oh, as a movie called This, was it That Summer or This Summer? Some I think I've yeah. seen some of that. Or I've started to watch mm-hmm. some of That's another impressive feat of this. I cannot, um, I think I've seen the statistic of how many hours of footage they have. <laughs> um, but being editing down, editing this down, holy buckets, like another like uh, bravo to them and their editors. I think there were three of them. I tried to pay attention when I watched it last night, but like choosing what to show us because there's probably, I mean, just the hours and hours and hours and hours. And what do they do all day in that house? What did they do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my They stayed there apparently too. Yeah. Like they slept there, the oh. Maisels. Whoa. They stayed there. Uh, that's uh, what I read. They stayed there yeah. for like two months and lived oh. with them. Oh, um, can you imagine going to sleep and just being like, like, hey, 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 brother, Maisel, I think we picked the wrong. Yeah. Oh. Like, do you give me some of that flea cream that she was <laughs> rubbing on? And we were I was last night watching like there's like a few points where you see like extension cords and some lights. And I'm like, oh, uh, those ladies don't own those lights. That's definitely the Maisel brothers bringing in <laughs> yeah. a oh, little yeah. extra. Just little extra creature comforts for filming. <laughs> Just stringing up some lights. Yeah. It's this like a movie of nothing but constant contradictions. It's like, you know, like uh, two people that grew up in wealth living in a in like a reclusive upper class area in a mansion that's like falling apart with no money. You know, like there's we're part of they were socialites at one point, but now they're just living by themselves. It's so weird. It is. And I did a little research because the brothers, I'd forgotten. I mm. thought that maybe they had died in a war or sickness <laughs> or something, but they were very successful. It looks like like one of them had his own law firm. I don't remember what the other one did. And they had been trying, they weren't paying the taxes or weren't paying to get keep the house up because they wanted them to move out mm-hmm. and move. Maybe I don't uh, know. They wanted to uh, take care of them somewhere else. I don't know, but they had been, um, really trying to get the women to move out of the house. And then when Jackie came in and cleaned it up, then 
one of the brothers paid the back taxes and was like, oh, fine. So I, I'm so curious, too, about what that relationship was. Because Mama Edie, Big Edie, at one point, too, she's like, oh, they were such perfect children. And oh, my sons. And they're so wonderful. And I'm like, little Edie's <laughs> right. She's the one she's who's been right. by your side. She's right it's there. always the one that's right by the side that gets no love. Mm-hmm. It's always the one that mm-hmm. comes for the rescue that gets no love. Yeah, no that's. Respect. It's no respect. It's always the Rodney Dangerfield of children yes. is little Edie for sure. Yeah, that is – there is just buckets of mental health discussions that can happen. I, I couldn't – like, just trying to – like, little Edie, like, what – what is what's happening here? Is codependence <laughs> you know? is that what I wrote down? I just jotted it down. I'm like, I don't actually know if that, like exactly what that means, but this feels like, if anything, codependent. I don't know. It, it does, but she also she talks with such hope mm. and and like positivity towards the like. She does. Just she she sometimes she's talking as if she's just there, like helping mother recover from a surgery. Like I just got to get it. I'm not doing a lot. Like I'm just gonna move to a different. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just gonna go to New York. I can't spend another winter here. Like <laughs> she sometimes talks as if she has this whole next life to lead, mm-hmm. which is so sad, but so. Like, oh, I hope that's the reality in her mind that she you, sees, you know, like, but then she's I, I like, think, oh, I've got to redecorate this room. And I'm like, what right. are you doing? Isn't that kind of survival, though? That's yeah. like, that's like a survival technique, which is like, she knows deep in her heart, she's probably never going to leave. But she's like, when I get that, that apartment in Manhattan and I get out of here. And then my favorite parts are the stage whispers she does with the mm. Maisel. She's like, <laughs> did you know? Yeah. You know, I'm like, you're on camera in a microphone. Yeah. And she's like, I think they brought a washer and dryer. Oh. He's moved. Just what I thought was happening. It's well, happening. And she gets so close to the camera. Yeah. Well, that's the part that I didn't realize, like, how much she's really playing to them. And, like, as much as it's, like, voyeuristic for us, it's, like, the opposite of a, or not the opposite of a voyeur, but it's, like, Flanner is, like, the person that wants to be seen, right? And the voyeur is the one that wants to do the watching. So it's, like, they're fully part of that as well. Yeah, it's this is there's so much going on with this one. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, what was the first word? Flander? Flanneur. Flanneur. It's like a voyeur. a voyeur and a flanneur. They're like kind of like the the flanneur is the person who wants to flaunt themselves oh. and be seen, and the voyeur is the one who's like, oh, let me wow. let me see what they're doing. Well, I think Which that's one what are that you? was. <laughs> oh. Well, see, uh-huh. I mostly uh, do documentary podcast stuff. Uh, I'm definitely more <laughs> of the warrior. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Of the Maisel's After- warriors. Warriors. <laughs> I think, but her whole up, her whole childhood, like she had been brought up to be her only value was mm-hmm. like her looks and her beauty and her poise and her singing. Yeah. So, like to her, that was heck yes. Look at these guys. I'm I'm baby's back. <laughs> I got a camera on me, yeah. you know? Oh yeah, yeah. It it did have a bit of uh a flapper excitement, <laughs> yeah. you know. I was going to say, this is our uh, happy Women's History Month. Uh, this is our <laughs> Great Garden special. <laughs> that's, um, how we, that's how I as a woman celebrate it. I do a lot of, like, happy uh, Women's History <laughs> Month. Yeah. yeah. I don't, there's no better way to... Uh, well, I mean, there's it's it, there are some positive... You know, there are some... You can... Boy, I'm stuttering my way through this because I don't know how many silver linings are there are in Grey Gardens, but there's, <laughs> there's independent be, there's women. They're independent women. I mean, there's I love there. There is love there. The there like, is. Uh, uh, 
there's love there. There's the sweet, like, that we haven't even mentioned the marble fawn, the sweet neighbor boy. Like, what is he doing there? This teenage oh. boy whose parents are probably like, just go over to that fucking house. Just and get just over help there. these Just go yeah. check it out. Just mow the You mean Jerry? Fawn. Yes, Jerry, the teenage boy. Jerry, the we're, fawn. Tr- <laughs> we're try- trying to figure out what the fuck was. And then so Nicholas, our, our uh, assistant producer who's on, he's telling, there's a doc about Jerry. Oh, really? Yeah. <gasps> oh, I, I guess so. That. I guess there's a, docu- a documentary made about Jerry. I'd love to. Um, oh, yeah. We got the IMBD link somewhere. Because we'll he also, those. like, he lives there. So uh, Jerry's living a pretty good life. If your neighbors are, and if you live on an estate next to another estate. Yeah. So I am curious, like, but he, like, also went and <laughs> hung out and ate the food in <laughs> their beds with them. Oh, that's that scene. Yeah. What do you want, Jerry? Who wants a nice piece of corn? No, I don't want any, thank you. Jerry, you didn't get enough to eat tonight. Well, I can't resist. I'm sorry. Come on. Jerry, you're going to put some of this on, aren't you? Yeah. You want to do it for me? Why, yeah. Pleasure is all mine. I don't burn myself. Which piece of corn do you want, Jerry? Doesn't matter. See how polite he is. You want some eating? Where's your Come plate, here, Jerry? Part of the camera. I got very big hands. Come on, that is world. Oh, did I do it nicely? He always compliments me on the way I do my corn. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. We all had that friend in growing up whose like house smelled like they were cooking um, I don't know, vitamins. You know that house that you would go to and it was just so gross when you'd go in, but they're your best friend. And you would just be like, yeah, that's neat. I can sit on the couch with you. But you'd, did, did you guys have a friend like that? I, I, I babysat for people like that. You were that friend, George? Oh, no. Well, I'd, I'd just be like, you know, uh, there definitely like, you know, there's different ethnic smells for different yeah. foods that might have been part of it, you know. Um, but right. there's, there's like uh, unclean friends. Like there's, there's the friends the that un- have the messy house, like the like dish, you know, whatever. Then there's yeah. like I babysat for people who had like the f- like the filthy house. Yeah, really. those people. 
Those Ooh. are the people I'm talking about. Yeah. Where you see, where you see them in public and you're like, they're well kept people. Yeah. They're neat yeah. people. Well, and then you nice. go to their house. Yeah. Scott and Mary, the Wallaces. Yeah. And yeah. then you go and you're like, holy mother of Christ, what happened in this house? <laughs> my buddy Joey, my best friend Joey, I'd go to his house and his mom just, I don't think she ever cleaned anything ever. I She would pay me a dollar to do the dishes because I'd like do them on my own. And then she's like, I should pay you. And she's like, I'll give you a buck. Whoa. So then I ended up having to do the dishes all the time. So it wasn't oh. great for me, but are those are those still your rates? Because uh, let me tell you, I got <laughs> I'm having some trouble. Up. I'm having. It's I can. See, I will say I can see how sometimes that happens. Like even this just this morning, uh, I was like, we didn't do our dishes last night. So I was sick of cooking and dishes, and I like walked in the kitchen. It was just a fucking mess, and I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I can see how quickly this can get out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's. I mean, were they hoarders? Were little? Were big and little? Hort? They weren't hoarders. I, they didn't were they? seem like they had a ton of, a ton of stuff. We also are seeing them after the cleanup yeah. happened. After the <gasps> county came That's in, I was like, "There's two. The neighbors. This is a mansion, but you have neighbors that can smell your what's going on here. Oh, so, yeah. like, the, this is one of those. You're glad they didn't document the smells as well. This was not a smell-o-vision camera. I mean, you thankfully. can you can smell it. I feel like watching <laughs> it, you're just yeah. Your eyes are tearing for many reasons. Yeah. Yeah, and you we don't ever see the closet like where what like little Edie. Her bed was always made. It seemed like because I assume she slept in that bed next to Big Edie. Mm-hmm. But and she often had fabulous ish clothes and head scarves and whatnot so in jewelry so i wonder where she had other rooms that she decorated right she had like well there were 28 rooms oh my god yeah and then she also says there's that point where she's showing off the one of her brother's desks Mm. or vanity Mm -hmm. and she Mm -hmm. makes a comment about i've never been able to clean out these drawers can you believe that and i'm like yeah yeah that you (laughs) can yeah. I can believe you've not been able to clean out those drawers. And then Amber, you said you watched, and I started watching it. the mm-hmm. The Grey Gardens, the the Jessica Lange, Drew Barrymore movie. Yeah, the HBO. Made. I've seen that. I've not. I know there was a Broadway. There was a musical first. I think. Wait, Maybe. what? There's a musical Grey <laughs> of Grey Gardens. Musical, yeah, Grey Gardens. Yeah. No. And then there's an HBO Jessica Lange as Big Edie and Drew Barrymore as Little Edie. And um, I was thinking. Before I rewatched it last night, I was like, I don't think I liked that one very much. Drew Barrymore and Lim- it's just they just wanted star power. Mm-hmm. But now after rewatching it, I think Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. with her fucked up childhood, oh. Hollywood, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. being this beautiful, adorable young child, Charlotte, um, thrown in the party mix, thrown to the wolves at a very young age, mm-hmm. her worth tied to how she looks mm-hmm. and how much money she can make. Oh, fuck, and then yeah. trying to be, I was like, oh, that actually makes some sense mm-hmm. and like you have to see Grey Gardens first otherwise you would think that the Jessica <laughs> Lang you'd think it's made what up like the accent like? the voice is like this is the perfect costume for the day like <laughs> this like I'm a staunch like that that Boston that New England yeah. I can't do the accent at all but you would think it's a joke if you didn't I, hadn't seen it yeah it seems put on it seems mm-hmm. put on but it also like it's also one of those things you can't you can't put that on. It has to come from an honest, real place. Yeah. What they're Paco, doing. Have you seen the, you have not seen the HBO, the Jessica Lange, Drew Barrymore. No. 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 I have not. It's, it is uh, an interesting, like you see a little bit more of what we presume is to be accurate. He, he, little Edie's like social life and she was involved with a married man and like you, it, so it's a little, <laughs> there's the heartbreak of like, oh yeah, she really thought she was going to not have to be stuck in this 
I don't know, mold that young women were at that time. Yeah. I Is it called Grey Gardens, the it's movie? It's also called Grey it? Gardens, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's an HBO. And so I was telling George before we started recording, I thought Grey Gardens was an uh, like a metaphor. I didn't realize that the house was actually called Grey Gardens because it's per- like perfect for yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's an actually perfect title for the house and the where they live and the environment they live in. Right. It's another character. I mean, there's a point where she sucks. She's out on the balcony and she's like calls it an ocean of leaves. I think like they're Mm. the overgrown garden, the trees and she talks about like dropping she dropped something and she'll never find it again and like everything little Edie says is this like poetic like mm. dramatic you know I've lost a scarf down there and I'll never find it again and you're like oh, oh the scarf is the scarf is your youth and you'll yeah. never get that back it is wild so dramatic yeah and then it, she's like do you think what was it like do you think Brooks will like this outfit do yeah. you think it's is it too much know, she's like it'll be too much it'll be too you think he'll be he'll be amazed by this something she says like amazed or like yeah. he'll be he'll be flabbergasted mm-hmm. by it or something and in classic kind of Maisel because their editing is very funny they're very funny guys man and that and they, the next edit you see is like Brooks the gardener guy just kind of mowing <laughs> you know and she's like I don't know if this will like get to him or not if he'll see this <laughs> he's like whatever right. like, just kind of get out of here she just and like she's like even like when she's dumping out a bag of bread and a oh. box of cat food in the attic for the mm. raccoons. Mm-hmm. She's doing it with such style and grace. She is. Uh, I was wondering when, when she was playing with the box, I was like, what is in the box? Like, I didn't know. I didn't realize that was cat food, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, what is in the box? What is she doing? And then I thought it was for her. I thought it was something yeah. she had found because she finds the book and she's like, yeah. why is this book here? This was in my room. There's this a mystery afoot. Yep. There's a mystery afoot. Yeah, exactly. I'll get to the bottom of this. You almost like expect to see like a ghost go past her. And then she has this box. And I was like, I wonder what's in the box. She tears it open. And she just pours it all out onto the Wonder Bread. I was like, oh, no. Oh, for the raccoons. Please don't yeah. feed the raccoons. Maybe yeah, she's that's... smart. Maybe she's putting the food in the attic so the raccoons don't come down to the bedroom <laughs> where the other, where the cat food is. She's like, raccoons, you stay up here. The cats. You eat in the bedroom. I'm actually su- a- surprised the cats and the raccoons could cohabitate so well in that house. I've always been under the impression that a raccoon would just uh, mess up a cat if it crossed its. I mean, don't you're going to get free food. You're not going to mess that up, That's no matter who point. you like. I think they had. A, they were like, "You guys cool? It's understanding. We're cool." Yeah. <laughs> it is. Like, but that that was my other favorite favorite quote. I got. I wrote it down. Uh, she's she's talk little lady at one point. They get they and I. Who knows what the real time of this was? But they get in a big fight. Big Edie's talking about, I think her accompaniment. There was oh, like yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah. men that came into mm-hmm. the house that little Edie. One she liked and mom kicked away mm-hmm. and then one that was mom's friend and little Edie made a point about how she never got her people. She mm. never got her people. She never had a chance to have any friends of her own and it's heartbreaking. And then she says something that she, how she sees that's why that's why girls get married. I understand why a girl gets married to like get out of there. And then she goes like the next thing she says is like even the cats and the raccoons get a bit boring after a while. <laughs> sure, like I love at God, I adore animals, but I'm mad. That's I'm mad about animals. But even the cats and the raccoons get a bit boring after a while. And you're like, you, you, well, they're not supposed to 
You're not supposed to get anything. They're just supposed <laughs> yeah. to be there. Yeah. yeah, they're not exactly supposed to be household pets. Oh, God. I guess the cats. But it does have like a kind of Madame Bovary kind of, you know, rich ennui seclusion kind of thing. This is really, this is a stretch, but it reminded me of Carmela Soprano. Mm-hmm. And like her arc in The Sopranos where she gets by the end of like she gets super bored because she's just rich and has like this big house and everyone's gone now and doesn't know what to do with their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has, it had that kind of feel to me, which is like that kind of like weird. It's, it's not imaginary, but it's like not tangible, but they're handcuffs like she's handcuffed mm-hmm. to her mom in that fucking house and her obvious desire to get back to New York City. Yeah. Like you could do a clip show of just the Grey Garns for every time she's like, when I get back to New York, I'm going back. Like, you know, she's yeah. all then she wants. At the very end, she like one of the last things she says, she's like, I can't spend another winter here. And she gets so mm-hmm. close to the camera and you yeah. see like one tear. Um, it's so heartbreaking. She's like, I don't care if I have to live in a in a horrible, a terrible rat's nest, even if it's on 10th Avenue. And she's like holding back its tears. It is so heartbreaking. And then she just goes in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, uh, she just her. keeps, and then so so uh, Biggie dies not long after this. She dies in seventy seven, I think. Oh, okay, yeah, that's just a few years, three years out, because this is seventy four, seventy five. Yeah, she was born 70- in the eighteen hundreds, right? Because yeah. she was like by the time this, she had her seventy ninth birthday when they shot this, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they, she's seventy nine, so she dies just a few years later. So then it's like, well. Everything she was talking about, Little Edie was talking about, comes true, basically. It's kind of nuts. She moves to New York City yeah. and becomes a cabaret singer. Yeah. Uh, like, it's well, like out. you've, okay. it, in reality, it's, she fulfills her <laughs> dreams. And her mom at one point is saying, like, it's put the attention out there. I remember, you know, Big Edie's telling Little Edie in one of the scenes, like, Put it out there. Put the intention out there, and maybe it'll happen for you. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I'm thinking, yeah, that's never going to happen. And apparently, <laughs> it actually does happen. It's pretty fucking uh, nuts. Yeah, yeah. I think she did, yeah, live out the rest of her days in the city, which is makes my heart happy. Mm-hmm. And even Big Edie, with, like, she's, there's some point where one of them, I think Little Edie says, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. And Big Edie's like, I had my cake. I chewed my cake. <laughs> I had I had more cake. I, had, I, was, I ate all the cake. But what are you talking about? Like, she's like, has a great, she talks about having a great time and having a great life. And uh, I'm also curious, like, what did the dad, Mr. Beale, they call Mr. Beale, the father, the husband, mm-hmm. who Little Edie stands the fuck up for. There's a point where she's like shouting about, like, there's like, an, they imply that one of the gentleman guests maybe took care of. Big Edie, like there's some, mm-hmm. I don't even, I missed exactly what was said, but she then gets, Little Edie gets furious at the implication that that uh, somebody other than Mr. Beale was involved in any sort of way. And like mm, he, right. you know, she really stands up for him and like, and, and then stands up for herself saying, no, I took care of you. It was like, wait, why does she stand up for the dad so much? It's so crazy to me. The the uh, the film that I was just watching, the, the Jessica Lang one, mm-hmm. Uh, it sort of implies that uh, Big Edie's like piano accompanist was like kind of her lover slash like kept man, but also like maybe not into it. And yeah. he eventually leaves. And that's when she's like just left to her own devices. Uh, and then the dad, uh, Little E's dad. So that's Beale. Yeah, it seems like he's super like he just wants to get her married off. And this yeah. is just, you know, what according to the, to the fictional film has to say about it but um 
that's that's well, I'm sure he did. Like, you know, yeah. you got a daughter who wants to like sing and like live on her own and have opinions. <laughs> like, get her out of get her get that get that girl married off so he doesn't have to deal with her. Yeah. But, and like I that's just, like very much like 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 yeah, someone who's as someone who moved to New York thinking like maybe I'll do show business at some point. Like, yeah, I'm, I'll I'll always kind of harp on like what a, what could is this where the origin of like I could have been a dancer comes from? <laughs> this is what it feels like the that comes up several times. Yeah. Well, and her mom was a singer. I think her, you mm-hmm. know. So I mean, like, what else are you supposed? You're going to be a wife or a singer? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't have a lot of options, maybe, when you're a rich, young debutante. Y- yeah. I, don't know. I know nothing of that world. <laughs> I, I did not have a coming out. Uh, I wasn't. There was no debutante balls in Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> what no, would what no, would that have been like? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I would have been in barn dance and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Or you would because I mean, you just get married right out of high school. Maybe that was that was it. Mm. You guys pro- must have had like 4-H in yeah. Fargo. Yeah, yeah, they did. I went. I didn't. I was not involved, but I definitely had cousins who grew up in farms. And my mom, like people, I come from farming people, but I was mm. I was a city gal. I went. Wow. To high school. <laughs> I went to high school in the city. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, she'll take your money. She's a yes. big slinger, son. Yes, yes, yes. And then I moved That's... to Minneapolis, like right out of high school. So oh. I, I, don't, I don't know. How is the, the, is that where you started comedy? Yeah, yeah. I started in Minneapolis, in, yep. In the Minneapolis scene? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And is Acme your home club? Yeah, or? yeah, that's where I started, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I that's awesome. So long, but yeah, it was great, and I loved it. And uh, yeah, that's where I first saw Grey Gardens when I was living in Minneapolis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. fun. Yes. I love that city. Yeah. I love, I love Minneapolis. It. It's such a great town, man, and Acme's such a great club. Yeah. Too. They're smart, uh. smart audiences, and uh, I think it's so cold that they have, like, they appreciate <laughs> things because you get it in Michigan. It's so cold sometimes. In the winter, you're gonna you're leaving your house. It's you're gonna appreciate the heck out of whatever show oh, yeah. you're going to. So hell yeah, I mean, anytime you can leave leave the house and and <laughs> scurry into a warm building, you know, you're gonna you're gonna appreciate it. Yeah. Because um, I mean, there. I mean. <sighs> I feel like there there is some like weird comedic elements to this. I can see now how they kind of turned it into a musical. When you first said that, I was mm-hmm. like a little horrified. I've <laughs> seen Great Gardens as a musical, yeah. but I can see that. I wonder if they was it a comedy. I wonder. I don't. I what mean, there would have to be some comedic element. It can't be all uh, sad, 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 sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You got to have a couple of upbeat numbers. Maybe if it's just even like their memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I just see like guys coming out dressed as corn, you know, like <laughs> the different elements, like the cats are like people and the raccoons are like Wonder Bread, yeah, you know, absolutely. something like that. There's right. been so Raccoon. much uh, stuff that was produced out of this. Like, like I think Nick was pointing out everyone who is like rela- tangentially involved in this film has written their own memoir or has their own documentary. Like Jerry has Jerry, the, the groundskeeper has a documentary called the marble fawn of great gardens. <laughs> and then Lois was one of the birthday party guests <laughs> and she wrote a book about, she, I guess lived in the house for a minute too. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? Did, did they have running water? Like, there's a few, like, other, like, just logistical things. Good question. I'm like, yeah. how did they? But I guess they must have because the, the neighbors give them a lo- a washing machine. Oh, yeah. Uh, at some point. And, uh, like, yeah, they, they look clean enough. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, they're, them, they're persons. You go through that many headscarves, you got to be washing that stuff. Yeah. 
Well, I had a very I was good away from her for I had a very good man. And I was sick I had a very good man to take care of me. You know, he took care of me. Wondering what was happening to my mother. For 25 years. She didn't have to worry. Who was the man that took care of you for 25 years? 23 Nobody years. Nobody took care of her for 25 years. I took care of this damn house for 25 years. Dare say my mother was ever taken care of by any man but my father, and I'll push you under the goddamn bed. Did they get any money from any of the, you know, stuff that people made? Right? Or... It just, yeah, I don't know. And it's like, what did, what did, it, what, like, this is a huge success. We're talking about it now, but like in 76, 77, the few years after, it's not like, uh, you know, were, was this film raking in the big bucks and they're getting royalties? You know what I mean? Like, did, what did this do, Grey Gardens of Film, do for them mm-hmm. uh, versus what it did for the Maisels versus, I, you know, yeah, it is interesting. Um, and I think it definitely helped her singing Little Edie's career. Later in life, you know, right. the, we we weren't going to go see her sing if this hadn't been made. Uh, yeah, but no. and that you see fashion. I've seen like fashion designers too, like using her as inspiration, and um, so she's upside down skirts and yes. cowls and yes, just fat whatever you've got, fashion it into something else. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, huh? Because it does make you wonder, like if I mean, you know, this doc made, it was came out in seventy four, so it probably made like. 10 grand or something, you know, on the circuit. Cause they didn't, even back then docs didn't do very well, but it's, it was so huge though. You know, it so. also feels like <clears throat> an, a precursor to reality TV in some ways, mm-hmm. right? Like it's that sort of like the, also like how much is directed to the camera. Like that's what's interesting to me about the filmmaking part of it is just like how much the Maisels are like riffing with them and how much like there's all this, crazy energy being thrown to the camera to the viewer kind of through the she's like oh david you look great Dave. oh albert oh Dave. and like like you just really are playing to them so much yeah um, yeah they're not interviewing them they're not <clears throat> no. an interview in this whatsoever <laughs> so i yeah I'm, I'm curious now it makes me want to go back and look at other documentaries made right before you know before this and around this, like any was there anything else had any we seen anything like this where it was truly just observing these people in their home because they would have been she would have been dancing she would have big Edie would have been shirtless like making corn in her bed like they would have been doing all of that <laughs> whether or not the Maisel brothers were there you know what I mean like she was shirtless wasn't she was shirtless all that they even get in a fight about it like the little right. Edie yells at her that you're gonna lose you're gonna drop that and so then they turn the camera into a mirror and we see the filmmakers because we, so they don't show us the naked old lady. Yeah. Big Edie, that's, she had old lady energy. That lady had, I don't give a fuck energy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's some old lady energy. It's like when my grandma was that age, she was just like, I don't give a Which fuck. Which is, a, I think, a positive. You said earlier something about finding the silver linings. She's, she seems perfectly fine. She's, she really she's does. mentions eating her cake and having it all. Uh, she's got that old lady. I don't give a fuck energy. She's enjoy. She's happy to visit with the neighbors. She's happy little Edie's there. She also believes little Edie's going to do what she wants if she puts it out there. So yeah. she's living uh, her best life. <laughs> In the, yeah. She's thriving. <laughs> Yeah. In that yeah. moment? Yeah, maybe elder abuse, maybe. Right, right. Possibly. Oh, I mean. Involved. Uh, there is a shot where I think you can see multiple uh, cat poop stains. Ooh. 
on the bed. I don't know if you guys caught that. Yeah, like dripping down the yes, side. There the is a close-up where it looks like things have dripped down the side of the mattress. There's and been a little dripping. There's a little bit of dripping. Mm -hmm. And coming from a person that lived with a roommate that had two cats and refused <laughs> to clean their litter boxes oh. and everything else. Shots fired. It just... <laughs> no names, but it was unbearable, unbearable. Like I, my eyes would tear. I couldn't even stay in that apartment. And and she didn't even smell it. She's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, but, when the, there's a point where they're she's like, one of the nice things I have left is that beautiful portrait, the beautiful painting mm -hmm. of Big Edie as a young woman. And a oh, cat yeah. goes to the bathroom behind <laughs> the portrait. And she says something like, Good. I'm glad somebody's doing something they want to do. She says she yeah. makes a comment about being happy the cat is pissing behind her portrait because yeah. in that moment that cat is doing what they want. Freedom, baby. It's all about <laughs> having freedom, man. That is, and I, I do. Um, I want my so. You're talking about like the direct cinema technique that mm -hmm. the Maisels use. And I think that was kind of a Maisels thing because they did Salesman, which I think was the first doc of its kind where they didn't interview. They just followed that those salesmen, like the comb salesman and the Bible mm -hmm. salesman and those guys. And that is definitely kind of their technique. But well, I also wonder, I, I'm a big fan of weird Americana docs. Those is maybe my favorite genre of documentaries yeah. is weird Americana. Um, it's kind of the stuff Errol Morris was doing with pet cemetery and all that kind of shit. So it makes me think was like, is this the first weird Americana hmm. doc that come out where it's just like, let's just take peel back the onion layers and just fucking look at this, weirdness that's happening that is interesting and it's such a world that is so unknown to me it's any like other I, I, maybe i don't know about the great depression but i know about being poor or you know like there's other other slices of life that i'm like oh i don't know that life but i i can get it i don't know a thing about new england old mm -hmm. money rich debutante yeah. i know nothing they could be on the moon and i'd be like yeah sure but uh you know, yeah. so it's it's an interesting like, oh, I know weird old people like that that live in a farmhouse. Is this are they is that the same <laughs> thing? Like so it's an like to me, it's right. like watching aliens at some point. But yeah, I, I have two friends uh, that grew up with like lots of money. One of them on Long Island, like Russian mob money or dad. They had tons of money, this huge house with gold, everything. And they are poor, poor, poor. Yeah. Like, just because they've just credited everything. Mm -hmm. There's so much debt. They're actually super poor. Yeah. But they have this, like, 14-room mansion. And to hear her talk about it, it's the same kind of thing where it's like, you know, people think you're rich and have it all together because you have the clothes. Because once you buy the clothes, you still have the clothes that look yeah. nice. But, mm. like, they have, they have no cash, you know. Mm. Or it's That's, just more embarrassing to admit. Like, maybe, maybe they're friends. People know. But, like, heaven forbid we actually acknowledge it. I can relate that. That I can relate to. That's a passive aggressive Midwest thing. I can relate to that. Like, oh God, well, we know what's going on, but we would never. It's not our business. It's not our business. That's to not help our business. It, it's basically Shit's Creek. It's <laughs> what Shit's Creek is, you know, premised on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't. Yeah, it's a it's a weird character study uh, for sure. And I just like I I, I was really. I was hoping like it, there'd be some like follow up. I really wanted to know like what happens once they leave and like, you know, what happened? Do they go back to like nothing? Nothing could possibly change, right? Right. Like, like nothing's gonna change between those two. Yeah, and maybe that's that's also like the appeal of it is like we 
we don't get any sort of resolution to to I don't know what I want fixed or solved or closed. Like, I don't know what I want, mm. but I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get any kind of closure. I don't get really any answers. And so then I just like my mind just keeps all I have is to go back to what we've been shown. So yeah. I don't I don't get to sit in any sort of comfy, cozy uh, answer or closure. I just have to go back to the cat piss house and the scarf <laughs> dancing. Like you don't, it's kind of an uncomfortable, but interesting thing I have to sit in <laughs> knowing these women. Yeah. And there's almost no music either. Like yeah. there's also no there's a lot like, of music, but it's like, it's diegetic <laughs> music of like, yeah. there's like also the audio in this is very difficult to deal with. I was thinking like, this is a podcast. Like if we really want to pay tribute to the podcast, I should just have been yelling over you the entire time from like another room. Uh, <laughs> it is like being with your grandparents. Oh like, my God. Uh, it is. I, my, I, I have three out of my four grandparents still. And my grandmother on wow. one side, I have two, my grandmother, grandfather, it, it that grandmother will, she is right about everything and she will let you know it and she will oh. interrupt every story. You know what I mean? Like I, that talking over and like, no, that's not right. And little Edie and shouting and mm. I'm like, oh, I, uh, that yeah. is real. Yeah. <laughs> I know that yeah. feeling. As someone with yeah. an orange cat and also just during quarantine, it's like uh, I lo- living with one person, just like a lot of like, what? Yeah. yeah. What? Like a lot of yelling from other rooms. Well, and, I, and as a newlywed, I, newlywed I have discovered well. in yeah. my three years of marriage that marriage is just shouting at your spouse <laughs> from another room and then getting mad that they don't understand what you yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's you, just <laughs> being mad that they didn't hear you, even though you mumbled or you shouted. I think I think that's all marriage is. Oh, my gosh. I've decided. It's, I'm glad that we were wait. discovering this now. Yes. This yeah. Is thing to know. <laughs> oh, man. Angie yeah. doesn't strike me as a shouter. It's no, no, it's mostly, it's mostly, it's not shouting. It's just like, I've lost so much hearing over the years. And she'll say something right. at a normal volume and I'll be like, what? Huh? Huh? Yeah. It's more like yeah. my hearing loss. But I'll, um, uh, I, I, do you think, was this like a scandal to like the Bouvier family when this came out? That's one thing I was kind of. Unclear. Because also, like, I think we're all too young to have been around. There's like so much that's so specific to like, like people that lived during the the 20s and 30s in this. Yeah. Like all the music and all the references and like the records they play and like the songs they talk about. It's just like very. And the out- headlines yeah. that say like like Jackie Kennedy's kin. Every yes. like other yeah. headline was like it wasn't family. It was like her kin. I and, wonder. Yeah. I, I yeah. I mean, I we don't. I'm we're too young to know. But I it does seem like I wonder if maybe just more important on the East Coast, because I can't mm-hmm. imagine my family in the middle of North Dakota giving a rat's ass mm-hmm. about Jackie Kennedy having some not-so-well-to-do right. cousins. I can't mm-hmm. imagine it was a blip for, I mean, maybe within those circles of mm-hmm. money. Yeah, w- none of us are... The, <coughs> sorry. Are old. Yeah, we're all very young and hip. <laughs> but Super hip, super yeah. young. Or, like, from, yeah. like, like Ivy League Billy world Eilish. or Billy whatever. Right. Or, like, from, like, right. yeah, the East Coast money world. Because, like, even, like... Yeah, we were we're all like very removed from all of And the that. brothers didn't like if it I think if it had, had been such a scandal, Jack between Jackie's people, mm-hmm. Kennedy people and the sons, I feel like they would have they would have gotten them the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or yeah. or thrown money at it, more money at it and fixed it up and made it like you guys can live here and do what you want, but we're gonna mm-hmm. not let this happen. So it doesn't seem like it was 
Yeah. I don't know. Or it was just like there wasn't a lot of, like, we didn't have a million cable channels and reality and Kardashians, so maybe it was kind of in, yeah. like, ooh, ooh, scandalous for some people, but I, I don't know. Although it was, like, 74, and this country was, like, going through, like, a horrible economic recession and Nixon and mm-hmm. all that crap, so maybe people were like, whatever. And, and I think by that point, Jackie, which Jackie Onassis, did he, I think her husband had probably died by that point, Mr. Mister Onassis. Uh, oh, yeah, not I don't know. I think, yeah, I'm not, I, I think she maybe is not even Onassis at the moment, or maybe she is, yeah. Uh, oh, um... The the uh, the the film the version the uh, Jessica Lange version. There's also like a scene. I was very curious about this too. Like there's a scene in that movie where it shows them like listening to the radio after you know JFK is being buried. Mm-hmm. Like that had to be also a major weird impact on the entire Bouvier family as well. Yeah, just that aspect. Well, especially because little Edie makes a few comments about. I forget. I, I get lost of which Kennedy she's t- brother she's talking about, mm-hmm. but she makes a few comments about like she's rattling off all these suitors she had, and I could have married him, and he was really nice. Jack- and like she- I told Jack Kennedy this, and da 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 da, and I'm like, did you oh, know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, Joe Kennedy. I guess she was maybe could have date was dating or had dated him, and then. J- John Paul Getty was the yeah. other one that was like brought up. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I have no doubt. Yeah, I have no doubt that there were some, because she was stunning, mm-hmm. first of all. Mm-hmm. She seems like she probably was a heck of a good time. Mm-hmm. Dancing, for sure. For sure. In, independent, <laughs> not no necessarily question. like she was not just smooching and stuff. I mean, she just seems like she wanted good to go martinis. dancing and live life and she could discuss yeah. poetry and she seemed interesting. Like, I have no literature. doubt the suitors. Yes. I studied literature uh, and two, oriental two philosophy. Roads, yeah. <laughs> two roads diverge in the woods. Oh, it's like, I have no doubt she, like, the suitors, absolutely John Paul Getty yeah. wanted to get in on that. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? And then... I don't know what happened. Did you guys watch The Crown? Oh, yeah. I haven't. I've started to in the night. I I keep... I haven't. I want to, though. I think it it has a bit of that to it. It kind of reminds me a bit of that, of the monarchy and the hidden children and the party children that they put aside. I was thinking... A little bit about the like the Oprah, Harry and Meghan interview, like during this in a weird way. It's just like, like I mean, obviously, like it's it's very different. But like, what, what this is American aristocracy, right? This is like yeah. the upper class. I guess they were like the Catholic uh, wasps or something of of the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's interesting yeah. too. I think doesn't Big Edie make some like disparaging comments about like. The Catholic, there's she. She makes a really funny comment about some like little lady is like I adore the Catholic. Church, yeah, da, da, yeah, da, yeah. I worship the Catholic Church and da da da. Father so and so and Big Edie's like I love Father so and so. I'd have him over. For, I'd invite him over to spend the night. Like she makes some <laughs> comment about inviting. Big Edie. I was like, yeah. Big, Big E don't Edie. give a fuck. Yeah. Oh. I, and the fact that their names are Big and Little Edie is just. Also, just you just this is all the shit. This is why I love documentaries so much because it's like you couldn't write this. Yeah. You know, like this is this is the stuff that you can't write that I'm so glad that like people like the Mazels were like, hey, let's film Jackie Onassis and her sister. And they're like, oh, <laughs> what about these people yeah. over right. here? Like, and if you try to explain to someone, no, she had alopecia. What's alopecia? Oh, okay, she, she didn't have any hair, so she put she would put a shirt on her head and make it hair. What are you talking about? I mean, Beavis and no, butthead? No, she would tie it. Yeah, no, she would like tie, and then she would like flip it, and it, like it really she mo- it moved like hair. Like, what? Yeah, you they're like, wait, wh- what? When can we film these people? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, there's a lot of raccoons and cats, <laughs> but 
<laughs> we have to make sure the home is uh, safe, first of all. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're living there, but it might not be safe. Like, oh, can it's she go not- up and down the stairs? No, no, she, she shouldn't. Uh, she will die. She's an old woman who shouldn't leave her room. And she doesn't uh, for the most part. And oh. she, no, she doesn't. Watching her come down those stairs for her birthday <gasps> oh. party, I was like, oh, no, this party. can't be good. That wooden cane that was she was using, like, a toothpick for a cane, I was just like, oh, God, somebody, oh. somebody help this woman. I was amazed on what came over for the, 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 anytime someone comes over it's just like it's like what i mean like like there is like a grocery delivery at one point well that grocery well, guy very... drops the box off and gets the <laughs> hell out of there he's like he dr- like he barely like he stretches yeah. his arms so much i'm sure it just reeks like they know exactly oh what's God. up mm-hmm. dude what do they do to do they flip coins at the grocery store to see who goes and delivers to them it's just like do they draw straws it's like your turn like fuck all right or maybe they like it because i i gotta say one of the first things i forgot i was like little lady body be banging she is a beautiful <laughs> woman she's wearing yes. the heck out of those bathing suits not that that's what matters but no. uh she makes several comments about gaining weight i was like you look she's like 56 or mm-hmm. something in this film yeah. the mother says i was like i would love to look like that now look at <laughs> yeah. this like yeah fit L- looking good little lady looking good for mm-hmm. sure for mm-hmm. sure especially for mid 50s and her she's got an incredible infectious smile like when you don't expect her to i you never expect her to smile at, at least watching this doc and then then she'd just be like like but the ocean you know mm-hmm. i'm always like oh she still sees like the beauty yeah it's a oh. genuine smile like there's points yeah. where she she or genuinely giggles or is embarrassed in a wonderful way I also wonder about her eyesight because she uses oh, yeah. a magnifying <laughs> glass. Dude. When she steps on the scale and yeah. then uses a magnifying glass to look down at her feet to see how much she weighs. Oh, Again, yeah. if you explain I'm to 45. someone, oh, like, what does the character do in this scene? Well, <laughs> she gets out. And when she's reading, there's another point with the magnifying glass and she's reading mm-hmm. a book about oh, so, uh, signs. And she's yeah. like, she's like, I need to, I just need a Libra, man. I need a Libra husband. I have to find a Libra. That's that's the that's the perfect answer. I need a Libra husband. You're like, oh, oh, I don't think that's gonna solve it. But, <laughs> yeah. It, I also I don't know if you've ever seen Crumb, Amber. Oh my god, Crumb too. Don't think I have, but I gotta. I I, I need to see it. I've you heard should much see about it. it if you if you like Grey oh Gardens, you'll love Crumb yeah. because it's uh, the family dynamic reminds me so much mm. of this of just like obviously Big Edie and Little Edie are of high intelligence mm-hmm. and Crumb has that same thing. Um, they're both like of like in Crumb, it's just like this super smart dysfunctional family that lives in filth basically, mm-hmm. and it's like. You know, it's got the same kind of feel. Even Zweigoff even has the same kind of style. Mm-hmm. It, I think Crumb came out in what, 91? Yeah, early 90s. Yeah. So definitely yeah. influenced by Maisel's, you'd think, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got it's got the same kind of feel. And I noticed that you wrote in your um, like response form to mm-hmm. us that you had uh, this doc that you wanted to recommend crazy love yeah that was the one that i had uh mentioned to george that i didn't know if you guys had done um and it is uh about i i think he's a producer of sorts now it's about a couple that um in like the, they start dating in like the late 40s early 50s and on and off and she's much younger than him and they have this tumultuous relationship that at a point they break up and he hires someone to throw acid lie in her face mm. Yeah. And they 
and then they get back together like after that. And it's wow. just another like little Edie. It's like this interesting, like the, the woman, at least in the relationship, but there's a point where she's like, feels tra- she's talking about being trapped and she'd never been with anybody else. And like, this guy was married when they met and like all these things that you're like, why are you, you're not trapped. You can go and do whatever you want, but it's also a different time in history. So mm-hmm. maybe she can't. Mm-hmm. And then they end up, they're together, like they're interviewed together. It's like a, I get you if you read about it, you would, it's kind of a spoiler, but like it's just a fascinating. Like <laughs> they truly have been through everything, and uh, girls love a bad boy. I guess is what I'm trying to say. You just it. Uh, no, it is. It's awful, but like the things that <laughs> that we will put up with mm. for uh. quote unquote love <laughs> slash not being alone. It is. It's a fascinating, disgusting. Uh, a horrible story. <laughs> you guys, it's awful. It's a horrible story. You should watch it. Yeah. And make sure to, it. do you know what it's streaming on? You know, I don't, I think, I think when I, the, when I first saw it, I had the physical disc from Netflix. I got one, I got one at a time and I had seen it on a physical DVD, but I, I, I feel like oh, it so is. Oh, so it's older. It is. An, oh, yeah. It's an older film. Mm. And I should rewatch it because now I'm like, I wonder if it was good or if I was just like, wow, like women had to go through like a lot back then. Yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. I am yeah. so glad I don't have to do that. I'm so glad that I don't have to stay with a man who hired someone to like disfigure my face because I was oh. too pretty. Like it is. Yeah. Just a bizarro. Oh. Uh, manipulative, crazy, crazy love. It's, you know, it's just crazy love. It's just crazy love. Oh, God. Uh, You know, that's, man, docs, thank God for docs and during this COVID, man, you know, because, like, I've, have you been watching a lot or do you You know, we go through phases, like, I, we are... (laughs) We are in a deep uh, Buffy and Angel rabbit hole in my Ooh. household, and uh, which for the last, it's truly for the last month, that's like, oh, well, we've watched that in like The Expanse um, uh, because it's just fluff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think like sometimes like I, my cue, like I have I, uh, my cue and all the memberships are Criterion Channel, the Canopy, all these like <laughs> cool artsy things I have memberships to. My yeah. cue of films yeah. is insane. But every time I want to watch something like that, I'm like, oh, I, I, too much. No. Nope. Nope. Too I need, much. I need I to see what Willow's up to. And let me, let me see that spike bad boy. That's the kind of bad boy I can handle right now. Like yeah. I just, it's too much. So, yeah. uh, but this isn't, i watching, rewatching this and now talking about this. I'm like, oh no, I do. I need to get out of that funk and I'd see some things. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've been watching The Bachelor, so that's been oh. like a new development in our lives. I'm like, I chose a weird season to get into that because of all yeah. the stuff that's going on around the racism involved in that show. It's very racist. Oh. Um, yeah. 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 It got Unf- more than Unfortunately, me. the girl I'm seeing was loves The Bachelor, and she's like, how come you don't watch it? And I was like, I like good stuff. <laughs> I'd rather watch something that's, and I was like, oh shit. What right. I <laughs> oh, it's, no. it's entertaining. I'll give yeah. it, I'll give it that. Yeah. It is entertaining. That's what I hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you think, I, um, the, I was just thinking about like two things also that were also recently kind of tie into this film in a weird way is like the Britney Spears conservatorship. And um, uh, that oh, there was that movie I care a lot, which is also about like 
conservatorship and like is there is this also it's weird to be it's a film about rich people but it's also about structural failures in some way yeah right it's sort yeah, of like they, they mentioned getting like at one point big Eddie was like you can't be free when you're on a when you're being taken care of mm-hmm. or she said like on an allowance or something so like i forget how she phrases it mm-hmm. but i think the bouvier money mm-hmm. is the only thing holding yeah. them over at this point i think so and um so they kind of, I think Biggity at that point is just like given up and settled in because she has no other choice to your point, George, mm-hmm. of these, uh, like I haven't watched the Britney Spears one. It makes me too sad to think about, <laughs> which is not a good excuse. Like mm-hmm. just ignoring the it's pain. It's a really good doc. Yeah. So I think, I think that does seem very relevant. It seems like a similar, mm. like they're trapped in this, I don't like, we yeah, like wealth circle. Yeah. 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 Like, 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 uh, like sh- should someone have intervened in this? It's like, un- I'm still unclear in like in the mental health respect or just like yeah. whatever they would have said back in 74, 75. Right. Like, uh, and, and the brothers that tried. Is it like, yeah. yeah. And what was, yeah. What was little Edie's deal? Cause there's something, I keep saying there's something not quite right. But then as, I, as soon as I say that, I'm like, well, she's fi- like, she's but fine. what she's fine. Like yeah, I, there isn't, yeah, yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with her. She's a kooky. Mm-hmm. And, um, she maybe is unclear about the past and present and like her reality, her options for the future. But yeah. aren't we all? Yeah. I'm still in LA yeah. trying to make, <laughs> that's the part. I, I, you know <laughs> We're what I mean? Like, too. I, We're very deluded. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm on an, I'm on a veil for a commercial that starts like tomorrow. And I'm like, Oh, I might get it. Oh. I might, they might email me. Oh, you know, like, that'd be awesome. Oh, I'm going to tell you, you know some like, stuff when we get off mic. <laughs> right. You know, just, it's just like, we're all, so it isn't just to your point, like, what is yeah what and is how much realistic? were people stepping in <laughs> yeah. what is realistic it's more just at that point i think their physical safety mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. uh of being in that house is more the the thing that would have worried me but again the the, the brothers i think from what i read tried to intervene mm-hmm. and my grandmother is so f- there we're going through some similar things in oh. my family mm-hmm. which i'm sure they would love me talking about <laughs> but um you know Ish. stubborn Stubborn. Mm. You have it there. You want a staunch, a staunch woman? You come talk to my grandmother. She's what's your name? What's your grandma's name? (laughs) Margaret. Mm. Uh, Uh, That Margaret, and then Elvina. Elvina is also a staunch Mm. woman. And you're not. They're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. They don't want to. Elvina. Elvina. No, fuck, you don't play with Elvina. No, you do not play with Elvina. Russian, a German-Russian Elvina. You know, she does what she wants. And we'll also, you go visit her. She turns the TV up while we're chatting when we're visiting her. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She's like, uh-huh. Yep. Great. Yep. Oh, my uh-huh. program's yep. on. I love this song. I'm like, okay. Uh, okay. Well, okay, great. So, so my life's going to got married. Uh-huh. Just a sec. <laughs> Let me, uh, yeah. All to say, who knows, help may have been offered to these women. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that they were going to take it without restrict, you know, like they had their own, they had their own rules mm-hmm. and they were going to play by their rules. Is, I think. Yeah. yeah. If you were to use one word to describe Grey Gardens, what word would you use? Oh gosh, that is a good question. I want to, I don't know what the word is, but what's a word that's like a couple notches below hopeful? <laughs> like mm-hmm. something like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, notches below. <laughs> like hope, but minus a few, you know, I, like uh, it's not, it's not hopeless. Like, because yeah. I do like, there's something so wonderful in their delusion, mm-hmm. but right. also their big 80s, like there's, yeah, the raccoon did that. Like they, they know they're living in squalor. But you might as well put up with some decorations. Like there's, so it's like this. Like mm. it's not delusions of grandeur, but it's delusions of like, meh, okay, 
I feel like, yeah, yeah, right, right. There's definitely delusions happening, yeah. I don't know. So Maybe whatever that is. Whatever. The, well, that's so that's that's a good that's a great place to uh, wrap this up, I believe. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, Amber, tell us uh, and everyone else that's listening where we can find you and what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Um, uh, as George mentioned at the top, I have an album about to celebrate its one year. Uh, Abby anniversary. Yay. yay. Um, don't have another one. I haven't, haven't written a lot of new stuff <laughs> in, the, in the age of Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. But I'm, I'm uh, at Preston Party on all of the social media because Amber Preston was a webcam girl when I signed up for... <laughs> Uh, all of the things. Oh, so I now all have, of the yeah, things. I now Ryan have AmberPreston.com. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's since retired. Oh, okay. But oh, uh, so I, when I first signed up for everything, I just did Preston Party. But um, yeah, so that's my Twitter and Instagram. And, um, you know, I'm. And it's Sparkly know. Parts. Sparkly Parts is the album out on Stand Up Records and it's on all the downloading, streaming. Just make a Pandora station if yeah. if all if you got no money. That helps too yeah. or whatever. And Amber yeah. is performing on Talkies this Friday. Yes, 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 yes. Show uh, on Eventbrite, yeah. And you have your Instagram show. As oh yeah, well. yeah. Thursday nights, every Thursday night, we flip uh, flop. Mary Mac and I, it's on our Instagram lives. We just we get we attempt to get dressed. We we it's just so that we brush our hair and and uh, like get out Sounds of bed. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like a good time to bring in a headscarf. Yes. Oh. oh, I know. I may need to. I know. I thought about that. I was like, I should do so. I put on a bold lip. I put on some lipstick uh, for this Zoom uh, podcast in honor <laughs> of this woman's history. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, thank you so much for bringing us Gray Gardens. Yeah. It's a classic look at dysfunction: moms, corn, raccoons, cats. <laughs> Next door neighbors. All Who of else? It. What else? Fashion. All of it. Dancing. Fashion. Boovie, boovie, yes. The booviest. Boovie, yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Amber. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about Subduck at subduckpodcast.com, recapping reality since 2015. Our theme song was written by David Siegel. Our show was engineered by Will Scoville. Our associate producer is Nick Coltis. Please donate to the show through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Podcast. If you want to help us in other ways, please share the show with a friend. Join the Doc Talk and check out our hot takes, pictures, and videos on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're SupDoc Podcast on all those platforms. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. To find out more about my and George's comedy gigs, check out our About Us page on our website. And SupDoc is by Doc Fans for Doc Fans. So if you want to advertise, got a film or opinions you want to share, just hit us up. We'd love to hear more from you and what you're docking out on. So email us at SupDocPodcast at gmail.com. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.